Hi, Kira and Adam. I saw a picture of the movie that you're doing this week, the bottom two square inches of the DVD cover, and I knew exactly what it was. And, oh, my God, Hoot was the wildest ride as a kid. A book turned into a movie that actually was good and lived up to my little nerdy standards. But, and baby Logan Lerman and Brie Larson, like, there's nothing wrong with that movie. And, oh, my, and the best part is Jimmy Buffett's cameo. He, he's the teacher and he talks about why there's palm trees in Ireland, which is a fun fact that stayed with me my entire life. Um, and the best part of the whole movie is when Jimmy Buffett goes, lighter dude, to Logan Lerman before Logan Lerman gets shoved into a locker. Anyway, very excited for the episode this week. Um, and I hope you enjoy rewatching the movie as much as I enjoyed it when I was a kid. All right. Bye. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Jimmy Buffett Walked So Greta Thunberg Could Run. This is Neil Cannon. Um, I'm Adam, uh, the hoot head. I'm Kira. And this week is Adam's pick with the movie Hoot, if you didn't get the message already. Yeah, um, in case you didn't know, I'm from Florida. And if you ever live in Florida, um, you have to watch this movie before you turn 12 years old or they kick you out of the state. Um, so this is a very personal one for me. Um, it's, it's, it's kind of like a trial by fire thing. And you have to take like a standardized test on Hoot in Florida too. Um, it's, it's a very important movie down here. Yeah, so Hoot was one of those um, books. I kind of put it in the same like category as Stargirl, which... A little, uh, like, I don't know, a little off topic, but they're just now making a movie of Stargirl, which is wild. Wasn't Stargirl uh, Jerry Spinelli? Yeah, but they both had that, like, weird, like, minimalist cover, and, like, it was always, like, taken out of the library. Yeah. Like, that's how (laughs) I categorized. (laughs) Like, it was always in the library. Or um, that one book, uh, Eggs, if you remember that book. Yeah, yeah, uh, that, like, weird, like, minimalism before minimalism was in. And, like, we all loved yeah. it for kids. Yeah, those books slapped, honestly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, Shout out to Disney for, like, making Stargirl a movie. Let's make Hoot. Oh, wait, it is a movie. <laughs> Adam, oh. would you like to explain I would love to explain. It's half a movie, half of a cover track for, or like half of a reason to have Jimmy Buffett songs in a movie. Um, And let me just preface by saying, I forgot how literally every single sequence in this movie has a Jimmy Buffett song in it. (laughs) Don't tell, don't tell anyone. Uh That track like low-key slapped. I remember, okay, here's, uh, before we get into the plot, I just have like, I want to go over like my history with this real quick. I remember one of my best friends, um, Jake, if you're listening, I'm about to call you out for this. <laughs> his mom had the Hoot soundtrack um, in, his, in her car. And every time she would pick us up for like, karate practice, um, she would play the Hoot soundtrack for like the entire year of 2006. 
And that one song that she would always play um, is that one about like the school bus or whatever. And Jake would like jam to it every day. Um, he's like a, he was like nine years old and jamming to like Jimmy Buffett in the backseat of our in the car. Um, my other memory of this movie is seeing it opening. I think the Saturday it came out, and me and my mom were the only people in the theater because uh, I believe this movie made a record-breaking three million dollars or something like that. Oh weekend. yeah, that's actually something um, that I recently found out. That this is on the list of, like, one of the worst grossing movies in wide release of all time. Right, yeah. And, um, I mean, and this is what I'm saying when I say art, you know, art's not always successful. Um, you know, you can't measure the quality of art by its finances. Um, because this is a truly great film. And they, people just didn't understand it at the time. I think this is kind of like this generation's uh, Blade Runner. Um, it just wasn't appreciated at the time it came out. Yeah, um, like Brad Pitt just said last week, he was like, don't judge a movie based on its opening weekend. This had one of the know, worst opening weekends of all time. I wouldn't judge yeah. a movie. I bought it for twelve ninety nine, previewed at Blockbuster. I gave this movie money. <laughs> I get. I gave this movie money like ten times over because I... <laughs> another little fun Floridian fact... Um, for anyone that lives in Central Florida, um, the Enzion Theater here, our local art house theater, plays this movie once a year, and they bring uh, owls to the screening. Uh, that sounds like amazing. Owls. No, it's really cool. I've been like five different times to the screening of this movie. <laughs> I've seen this movie so many times. It's ridiculous. I'm going to plan like, a trip every- to Florida like around that, and we'll go together, and then we'll do a live podcast like commentary. <laughs> <It's-> <laughs> yeah, I... <laughs> Please, um, Patreon subscribers, time, <laughs> please fund yes. my trip to the Hoot screening in Florida. So right underneath the Nancy Meyer tier, but right above the Osmosis Jones tier, you'll find the Hoot tier. <laughs> and the Hoot tier will get you <laughs> Mother Paula's pancake tier. <laughs> uh, you will literally be shipped um, Tim Blake Nelson. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, do you have any memories before we like jump into the plot? I really don't at all. Okay. Yeah, but however, I get it. <laughs> rewatching it, like I remembered very random things. Like I remembered a lot of like the editing choices in it for some reason, and then I re- <laughs> like there were a lot of things in this movie that happened, and I was like, oh, is that from this movie? Like when he's tucked into bed, and his mom goes tuck 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 toes, and then Brie Larson is hiding under his bed and goes tuck 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 toes. <laughs> I didn't realize that was just from this movie, and for some reason that's just like that was just like a visceral memory that came back. Um. um. Logan Mormon's definitely, like, 16 at the point of filming this movie, right? Um, yeah, it's weird because, like, the boys look like baby, and then Brie Larson just looks 35. She, I forgot how old, oh, first of all, I forgot it was Brie Larson. Um, yeah, that was a happy surprise. It was. Um, That's like when you rewatch Catch That Kid and you see Kristen Stewart and, like, Corbin Blue, and it's like, oh my god. As I do every week, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so don't chastise me if I like if I'm doing something problematic here. But like, do I? Who? How do I recognize Mullet Fingers? Like, is he a white boy that I should remember? Oh, I don't. so we were actually asked um, specifically, like we were requested, like what is Mullet Fingers doing now? 
His name is Cody Lindley. He frequented Disney Channel, like every single Disney Channel show from when we were kids. And he was Jake Ryan from Hannah Montana. Do you remember those episodes that were like, he could be the one? Yes. So he uh, was was Jake Ryan. Famous guy. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, Wow. Okay. That's now, what, okay. I knew I knew him from something, but I like I didn't realize it was that. Okay. Yeah. So recently, um, he was in Sharknado: The Fourth Awakens in 2016, Sharknado Five: Global Swarming 2017. According to his Instagram, he recently visited Ireland and Scotland on vacation. He hosts child acting classes. He's still an animal advocate, and which he posts on Instagram, like posts for animal advocacy. And according to his Wikipedia page, he is vegan. Um, he owns AirPods, and he recently went on vacation to Ireland and Scotland. Um, can I just say, do we stand Cody, Cody Lindley? Um, he sounds like a king. <laughs> I mean, honestly, he sounds like a good dude all around. Like, I think I stand him. Um, <laughs> we should take his acting class. Um, but this reminds me, uh, we have a special guest on the pod today, Cody Lindley. Uh, welcome oh to the God. pod, buddy. Please. No. Um, <laughs> I wish. I would die. I don't know if you, like, surprised me by bringing on Cody Lindley. Oh. <laughs> Let wow. me try to do my best Cody Lindley impression. <laughs> hey, guys. How's it going? <laughs> Good job. <laughs> so, um, uh, so, the format that I viewed this movie in, um, I posted it actually on our Instagram page, but I had it on DVD and I've had it for years. And it has a sticker on it from Blockbuster um, with the date <laughs> October 22nd, 2006. And it has a previewed $12.99 quality guaranteed sticker. And the DVD, um, let me just give you a little ASMR. <laughs> So the DVD cover has that, like, weird texture that, like, Blockbuster DVDs had. You can feel it without even having, like, like touch it, like, if you've yeah. been to Blockbuster. It's, like, yeah. not smooth, but it's not... I don't know how to describe it. Um, it was an award winner of the Film Advisory Board Award of Excellence. There's just a big badge on it that says award winner. And then it says a wonderful heroic adventure in quotes, but it doesn't say who said that. <laughs> yeah, I um, can I never. Can I read oh, no, the description? Ahead. Please. Yes. Okay. New Line Entertainment, Elf, and Walden Media <laughs> holes and because of Windex bring you the family adventure Hoot. When the new kid in town discovers that a local population of burrowing owls are about to have their home destroyed, he teams up with the resident outcast and the school's offbeat tomboy, which we'll get to later, to take on the town to save the endangered animals. Packed with surprising twists, memorable characters, <laughs> and upbeat humor, Hoot features new music and a special cameo performance from Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> Um, I can honestly say that's a pretty accurate assessment of the film. Um, yeah. Uh, maybe selling it a little bit lightly, I would say. I mean, I don't think it really stretched the surface of how good this movie is. But, you know, I mean, they tried. You know, it, it was a good description. So, um, question. Um, yes. All irony aside, do you think this is okay. a good movie? You know... Good's a very liberal word <laughs> that we use in today's society. Um, I think on all fundamental levels of filmmaking, it works as a movie. 
Yeah, you know what? That's that's a great. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, you know, good movie, bad movie. It's it's a Florida movie first and foremost. And yeah. um, and I'll just say this: I don't think this is a well-made movie by any stretch of the imagination. But I kind of admire it. It's like relentlessly educational. Um, it. Like, there's an entire segment where they just go, like, wildlife searching. Uh, and and the, the music that's playing over it, I love it. It, like, is a Jimmy Buffett song, and it, like, goes along with, like, the motions that they're doing. And it's, like... Yeah. I always thought this was so funny as a kid. This is another visceral memory that came back when it's, like, when the song's, like, take a look to the left and a look <laughs> to the right. It's, like, them, like, looking left and then looking right. And it, like, shows, like, a different animal... <laughs> Yeah, I know, and it's, like, it's so cute. I mean, like, it's so cheesy, but, like, this is one of those movies where I can't... I'm not going to, like, sit here and say it's a good movie, because I I can't, but I think it's one of those movies that we're going to come across so many different times on this podcast where I can't take my nostalgia away from it. Um, yeah. I enjoy this movie. Like, I just, I do. Like, I have fun with it every time I watch it. Like, it's it's so cheesy. It's so sappy. It is, like very but like if you I, I i hate to keep playing the florida card but like it brings back so many memories every time i watch it um i have so many memories with this movie and it's just it's pleasant to me and i have like a warm feeling about it like every time i watch it um i definitely have seen it more than 10 times in my life yeah which is ridiculous. i probably have too but i don't remember any specific time actually watching it like there's like a a group of movies that will probably cover like all of them but like I like didn't have a lot of DVDs as a kid so it was like this when I finally had access to Twilight Mamma Mia Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants like I would just rewatch them over and over again because those were like the movies that I just like had on hand so yeah, and we'll probably end up covering all of them in the future, so look forward to that. Oh, yeah, definitely. These are all quintessential Zillennial movies. Yeah. Um, so, so can we, to the movie. I was going to say, can we talk about the opening font of this movie? Yeah, it's terrible. Uh, um, <laughs> you it sent terrible me a picture. You just sent me a picture of the opening titles, and I was like, font. Like, that's the only thing that we texted about about this movie. That yeah, I just his parents tuck him into bed still. <laughs> I was shocked at the tucking into bed. I was just like taken aback by it. And I was wondering how does Logan Merman feel at this exact moment? Like if I questioned him about that, how would he react? Um, but yeah, okay. like the opening of this movie very much puts into like the tone of it. Yeah. It has a shitty, weird font with a bad green screen behind an owl who's flying away. Oh my and god. Okay, owls are scary classic. as well. <laughs> uh, are, I, I love owls. But, <laughs> They're really kind um, of scary. Oh, I mean... Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I, don't know if, I don't know if your history is going to side with you on this one. Uh, as we learned in this movie, owls are precious creatures we have to protect. I'm literally Clark Gregg in this movie. <laughs> you li- you're Tim Blake Nelson and Clark Gregg. In the- you're going to be yeah, arrested yeah, at the end of this episode. I'm Tim Blake Nelson because I'm dumb as hell and I love celebrities. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, so this movie starts in, well, very briefly, uh, in Montana. 
Um, yeah, that was cute. It was, like, very, like, my own private Idaho vibes, but in my uh, Montana. I was about to say Miami. Yeah. I mean, he's in, like, a full cowboy get-up on, on a horse. Yeah, there's, like, like, sweeping vistas. You know, I think Ang Lee really, he saw this movie, probably, and decided to make Brokeback Mountain. Um, okay, wait. Speaking of this. <laughs> where are you going with this? <laughs> <laughs> I have like three notes on like, the same topic okay. and they are <laughs> one of the bullet points is <laughs> this movie is kind of gay question <laughs> every Logan um, Lerman film is like the way I don't know if it's like the way that he acts like just like his acting style I don't know anything about him in real life or anything but like I feel like every single film that he's in is just a tale of like repressed homosexuality is Percy Jackson gay? <laughs> and then I said <laughs> Beatrice and Roy is MLM and WLW solidarity <laughs> um, if you that's take not even out... a joke by the way <laughs> but it's like funny because it's true honestly um like literally the ending of the movie not to jump ahead it ends with roy and mullet fingers like walking into the sunset together like touching arms yeah i was um i was gonna say if you take out like all the needless flirty scenes with brie larson and logan lyman um i saw that as them like like I said, like ML and WLW Solidarity, like their slumber party right. is so cute. Well, but I'm just saying, like, if you take, like, if you take that, like, I don't know. I'm just saying, like, all that, like, out of it, she's definitely, like, she's, yeah, she's gay. Like, it's like, even, like, just, like, the way she acts, it's like. Her name is Beatrice the Bear, and everyone's scared of her. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, yes. Okay. I, uh... so 2000s vibe check. This movie has weird nicknames. Yes. My dad's work makes us move around a lot. Of course. A bully that has a lisp that looks 30 years old. Who also has a mother or another parent figure that uh, is also a big dumb idiot. <laughs> Accurate, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> I have another bullet point that just says, is this movie pro-cop or anti-cop? <laughs> um, and then another you one, know, white privilege, the movie. <laughs> it, yeah, it is. Um, another thing I have to applaud about this movie is that, yeah, this is how all Floridians dress all the time. Um, baggy, like, shorts always. Like, always mm-hmm. shorts. You, you'll, there's no... Uh, fun fact for the listeners there are no jeans in florida um <laughs> yeah <laughs> there are <laughs> i mean even even uh what's uh jimmy buffett uh is like wearing uh like shorts in class he's like, like that's yeah, how right now, dude <laughs> yeah um like that's how that's how florida schools are like teachers come to school in cargo shorts and like hawaiian shirts that's how florida is um, so this movie gets the Florida pass, the Florida man pass, I'd say. Um, it's, a, it's very accurate to, like, my life, I would, my daily life. I, too, get hit in the head with golf balls on a daily basis. Oh, my basis. God, twice? Yeah. Oh, um, 2000s vibe check also, getting hit in the head with things and getting knocked out. 
Yeah, and then waking up in a hospital and then asking your parents what happened. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. That CGI golf ball <laughs> heading for his head really uh, took the um, cake here. That was actually Andy Serkis in one of his earlier motion capture roles. This isn't even a podcast. It's just me ripping for like. Oh my god. <laughs> um, oh, the editing in this movie is literally insane. Like, each scene literally lasts two seconds long, and they say like yes. three lines, and then it like crossfades to a sunset, and then another scene. <laughs> yes, this movie's so. It's it's really. Um, it who really directed this movie? Um, I don't. Uh, it's his only movie, Will Schreiner. Um, wait, okay, yeah. And he wrote so, the screenplay, too. Oh, get Sean on the pod. He directed episodes of Frasier. <gasps> <laughs> okay, this man has rights. <laughs> I take um, back everything I said. The editing's great. He didn't even edit it, but the editing's he, great. He directed uh, episodes of <clears throat> Frasier, Becker, Everybody Loves Raymond, um... Raising Dad, My Wife and Kids, Norm, Married to the Kellys. I don't know any of these others. Okay, right. literally um, only Frasier matters, though. How many ep- Which episodes of Frasier did he? Um, i just looking at the Wikipedia. It doesn't say the exact episodes. Damn. Um, I don't if he, like, directed, like, Moondance or, like, one of my favorite episodes of Frasier. I would literally have to redo this whole episode just praising this man. <laughs> I mean, he already gave us a masterpiece. How much more do you want from him? Uh, yeah, this he this movie's pretty. The direction's shaky, to say the least. Um, it's 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 a mess. Um, so wait, where should we go? Like his first day of school, he's like he gets embarrassed in class. He, he wears gets, a cowboy outfit, which like oh, wouldn't God. be that. It wouldn't be that big of a deal. It's just that, like, it was 90 degrees out and he was the only one wearing jeans and long sleeves. Like, read See, the room, buddy. <laughs> that's my thing. Like, it, it was a cool outfit, but, like, he must have been sweating. Yeah. Oh, he was dripping. But, like, it, the thing is, like, though. Like, literally. Dripped The heat. <laughs> the heat. It was burning. Yeah, it's like. Dripping. I'm the. This is <laughs> this is the only thing Florida people make fun of you for is if you wear jeans, um, like they will chastise. They will make the ocean and jeans in Florida. Oh, I swear to God, if you come to Florida in like December and you wear a jacket or long pants, they will like people will make fun of you in the streets. They'll be like, "Oh, what are you from out of town?" Yeah. So this movie is very accurate when it comes to like chastising tourists for what they wear. Uh, so we go pretty quickly, like, through his very shitty first day. Um, he gets made fun of, he gets beat up. He only he has gets... one class, and it's, like, a yeah, that's another class with, uh, Jimmy Buffett, his teacher. I would have loved if Jim, he had different classes, but Jimmy Buffett t- taught all of them. Yeah. Um, he taught science, he taught history, he taught Why well, wasn't he, like, a music teacher? Does, oh, does he like a good... Because this whole movie's about environmentalism, obviously. Yeah. Um, honestly, <laughs> I would have loved... I would have loved if this movie... If his teacher was just Jimmy Buffett. Like, it was Jimmy Buffett playing Jimmy Buffett as a teacher. Because um, um, why not, right? Of this movie and of Jimmy Buffett 
check out The Beach Bomb, another movie in the Florida Man cinematic universe that is starring Jimmy Buffett. Does um, Cowgirl grow up to become uh, Moondog? Oh, oh God. No, no, Mullet Fingers. That is... Fingers is Moondog. Oh, my God. <laughs> there is no way that Mullet Fingers isn't Moondog. <laughs> oh, it, my God. He so is, right? I mean... Yeah, how else would Moondog just, like, know and be familiar with Jimmy Buffett? There's a shot at the end <laughs> of the where Jimmy Buffett hugs <laughs> mullet fingers. And how else would Moondog just know Jimmy Buffett on Snoop Dogg's yacht? I'm, I'm spiraling right now. Joking? I don't know what... That I... makes so much sense. We cracked it. Um, the FBI is going to be here in about... <laughs> the FBI is going to be at my door in about They're about to take minutes. you out, that. <laughs> Harmony Corinne is going to kick down your door. Um, I can imagine just, like, Harmony Corinne and, like, Carl Hyassin, like, cracking open a cold one and being like, we did it. We pulled the wall over their eyes. <laughs> um, can we also say, like, this movie, I think it's very inspired by Hitchcock and the way it builds up suspense uh, with mullet fingers running around. Where's <laughs> Um, I'm just saying, like, you can, you get the Hitchcockian vibes every time Mulvingers, like, runs out of frame. Um, you know, it, it's very much taking inspiration from Hitchcock, I think. Um, and the payoff is grand, I would say. Um, so, yeah, on that note, we, uh, we're, we go pretty quickly into that um, a big mother, what's it, Mother Paula's Pancake House? Mm-hmm. Um, the big corporate baddie of any mid-2000s family movie. Oh, yeah, um, that's another 2000 vibe chat. So can I just say, um, from Florida Man, uh, why is a pancake place being, like, built in the middle of, like, a forest? It's literally a swamp. Yeah, like, I, 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 don't, I, I don't get that. Um, for anyone that's ever been to Florida, that's not a thing. We don't eat in swamps. Um, I mean, we go hunting there, but we don't eat, like, we don't, you know, we don't shit in our kitchen, you know? It's not, that's not how it works. Um, <laughs> you talk uh, Florida's, like, another dimension. Well, yeah, it is. Never mind. Go on. <laughs> I mean, like I said, all of our water is run by Splash Mountain. Um, so, yeah, we, this movie, it's very, it's like RV, what we talked about a few weeks ago. Like, um, it's very anti-capitalist almost. Um, although I think they're a little bit too neutral at the end, if I have to criticize. Uh, Logan Marmon's like, who doesn't love pancakes? I love pancakes. Yeah, but he did it to, like, trick the people into being like, pancakes (laughs) are not worth killing all these animals. Um, another thing, too, that's, like, kind of funny, like, I think it was just, like, kind of, I couldn't tell if it was, like, making fun of the capitalists or, like, that they actually thought this was a good thing, but, like, in the end, like, it was revealed that, like, this pancake house was only going to bring 12 jobs to the town. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I think they were kind of making fun of, like, the corporation in that way, but it, it's so funny. <laughs> it's not like They're, it's like, Amazon. Bringing, bringing a total of 12 jobs to Coral... Coral, coconut coconut Cove. Uh, coconut Cove, coconut sorry. Cove. Yeah. Which is um, the stand-in for Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, <laughs> yes, it is. Um, 
Uh, can we also talk about Luke Wilson's character in this movie? Yeah, he's uh, dumb as hell and can't drive. Um, uh, same. Character. Honest. I'm Luke Wilson. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I. I actually. <laughs> is he gay too? Is he bisexual? He's yeah, gay. He can't like, drive. <laughs> this is true bi representation right here. Uh, Officer David Delinko. Oh, that's, yeah, that's a bi name if I've ever heard it. Yeah. He's always making the same dumbass face, too. <laughs> He's, like, so committed to, like, bullshit work. To be like, Yeah, he's, he's so fucking stupid in this movie. And I, like, at some point, like, I wasn't even annoyed, though. Like, from the opening, like, his first scene in the movie where he's, like, uh, with Tim Blake Nelson's character. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, he's a fucking idiot, but like I love this movie. Like it's it's just like one of those movies. Yeah, that's why I'm like, I can't tell if this movie is pro cop or anti cop because he's just an idiot. <laughs> yeah, he's like he gets no the kids do all the work. He he gets nothing done in this movie. Like <laughs> he even gets his car taken away. He's like on a um what is that thing called that he's on? He's like on a little like scooter thing. It's like a go like, like a yeah. police go kart. Yeah, it's just, oh my god, it's ridiculous. And, um, but yeah, like, oh yeah, the first, I don't know if anyone remembers this, I doubt it, but, like, that porta potty gag with the gator, like, popping out and scaring Luke Wilson, um, that was the closing joke for every TV spot of this movie in 2006. Uh, that's how they, yeah, it would be like, oh, come on, it doesn't smell that bad, and then, like, it would say, in theaters, this Friday... Um, that's how they would sell you to buy a ticket. Uh, and that's why it made three million opening weekend. Um, this movie, yeah, so like this, they laid the groundwork pretty solid. Um, a lot of vandalism, a lot of stuff going wonky in town. Mullet Finger says a cab. All cops <laughs> are bastards. <laughs> yeah. See, I think this and RB would be a great double feature. Um, yeah. Uh, this is the same year. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, Honestly, actually, we were going through it in 2006. Same month, right? May? I think this was April. No, this was... I Hey, I, rem- I remember because my mom wanted to see Mission Impossible 3, and I was oh, like, no, yeah. mom. It opened I, against Mission Impossible 3. That's why it made no money. I oh, this is why I re- well, this is what I remember. My mom was like, I want to go see Mission Impossible 3. And I'm like, Mom, Hoot's playing. We have to see it. So there we were, opening weekend in the, like, the empty theater for Hoot. Um, <laughs> um, anyway, so, going back to yeah. the pranks that are pulled in the name of environmentalism. Yeah, what do they do? They, uh, he spray the paints the cops' cars. He uh, yeah. puts the like stakes out of the ground, like the construction stakes. They put the alligator in the porta potty. Um, does he do the? Uh, yeah, he does he do the snakes like on the ground too? Was he scared willing? Was he willing to kill those dogs for uh, his cause? Honestly, that was very anti-vegan, Cody Lindley. Did uh, Kelly Reichardt do this movie? Oh my god! Uh, is this the night? Honestly, sprinkle? we did. No, Wait, we needed. <laughs> this movie should have been made by Kelly Reichardt. Can you imagine Kelly Reichardt? That would have been amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly but Jesse Reichardt. Eisenberg. 
Kelly Reichardt, and- if you are listening, please remake who it is what we need like you know how like they're trying to like seek out like authors to like um not like authors but like independent filmmakers to like make movies for like disney plus and stuff like how andrew brodowski is like writing the lady in the tramp movie and like alex ross perry wrote the um christopher robin movie like things like that right yeah. And like Jillian, friend of the pod, she just made a joke that should very well happen. She said that the Safety brothers should do a live action Oliver and Company. Well, oh, shit. <laughs> oh my God, that is so fucking good. Well, Jillian, <laughs> thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you, Jillian. Um, anyway, that's I think literally the Kelly Reichardt. So I don't know how this will work with like rights and stuff, but Disney Plus has Stargirl, so I don't understand how they can't do a live action remake of live action remake a remake of <laughs> directed by kelly reichardt please disney um, plus kelly reichardt if you are listening please we need this not to go too off topic but they're also like redoing home alone and i gotta wonder like who the fuck they're gonna get for that like is there gonna be like some sundance director doing home alone next hong sang so next <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh, Uh, anyway, go on. <laughs> anywho, um, so the so, man's name is Mullet Fingers because he can catch a mullet fish with his fingers. Um, same. Uh, yeah, but I like Mullet Fingers' entire vibe of this movie. He's, you know, actually, let me divert a little bit. Not divert, but like, what I do like about this movie is that it is that it kind of feels like a um, like. Huckleberry Finn kind of thing, like an mm-hmm. old-fashioned tale. Um, it's very, it's so simple. That's what I like about this movie. It's like there's like a real simplicity to it, and there's like even the jokes are like so like light and soft. Like they're, it's so inoffensive that like I just kind of admire it. You know, mm. um, there's just like this really nice natural vibe, and each character has like their own little quirk to them. Um, I just, I, I think it's really cute. You know. Um, so yeah, I really liked that, but like, I like, um, Mullet Fingers a lot in this movie, and I like the relationship he, uh, kind of builds with, uh, what's his name, uh, Roy, and mm-hmm. also I like his already established relationship with his, uh, stepsister, uh, I like that a lot, it's just, it's I cute. feel like, like step-siblings are, like, so 2000s. Um, and honestly, there's no sexual tension between them, which is good, because that's that's usually, like, a mark in mid-2000s movies. Um, but, like, am I right? Derek, like, step-siblings are so 2000s. Like, she's my sister. Step-sister. <laughs> like, that's very 2000s. Do you remember yeah, Life with Derek? Derek? Of course. Yeah, I okay. Do. Yeah, um, that movie, or that show had, like, the most sexual tension I think I've ever seen in my life. Like... Um, every episode it was dripping. like to have a word i but come on like every episode of life with derek it was no like, i know because that was on disney channel yeah and it was like i'm i i'm just i'm getting hot and bothered just thinking about it honestly but this <laughs> um back to who, the children's movie <laughs> yeah i know we're like 30 minutes into this pod and we have gotten like maybe 10 minutes into the movie i'm so sorry guys Anyway, so Brie Larson, Beatrice the Bear, and Mullet Fingers, um, they take to calling Logan Lerman Cowgirl the whole movie. 
Um, right. Which starts out really, really funny because, like, they'll be in a moment of crisis and Brie Larson, like, literally mullet fingers is like dying in the hospital because he has like a dog bite that's like infected and brie larson's like this is bad cowgirl really bad <laughs> also like how, literally uh, logan, how logan lerman like pretend he like looks up the um asian gentleman's name tag and try he legitimately tries to tell the doctor his name is ling ho yeah, uh that was pretty ex- cool and my and slightly uh, yeah, slightly problematic, um, I would say. Uh, and I think it's also def- though, like he's like thirteen years old in this movie, and he's but he's also like like I'm not excusing racism, but like he didn't like laugh at it or anything. He was just like he literally just read the first name tag that he saw, <laughs> and he said raging, his name is actually Ling Ho. <laughs> raging by energy, I would say. Um, just a, a sporadic man. Uh, in the heat of the moment, not making the best decisions. Um, you? <laughs> yes, me. <laughs> I'm adding myself with this. This is why I love this movie so much. It's just representation for me. Yeah, um, literally me watching Fleabag is you watching <laughs> just chaos. It's like looking in a mirror. <laughs> Crawl and Hoot are my two uh, movies like as far as representation goes. The go. Beach Bomb is like wishful thinking for you. <laughs> yeah, Beach Bomb's like a, it's like my Star Wars, you know, that's like what I want my escapism to be. But Crawl and Hood is just how it is on a daily basis. Uh, so, and also I forgot Clark Gregg is uh, in this movie. I He's forgot like a stand-in was... for Will Arnett. Yeah, I, yeah. Um, <laughs> I feel like he could have gotten any mid-30s, mid-40s white actor in this role, uh, and it would have been exactly the same. It's like, uh, just um, a corporate baddie, you know? Yeah, like, in RV, like, Will Arnett, it's, like, in the Matrix, like, those guys. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I know. Those guys? <laughs> yes. Uh, I forgot the They all just look the same. You can't even, like, tell them apart. Uh, Hugo Weaving and his boys. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Hugo Weaving. Yeah. <laughs> Hugo Weaving, uh, what is he any playing? Any, like, balding man in a suit that, like, works in an office and, like, yeah, that guy. Can we also talk about how um, Luke, I mean, we've already kind of covered it, but, like, every, Luke Wilson has the easiest job in the world here. Like, they, it's he's, not like he's he trying to cover his car into shit. <laughs> yeah, he, he has, um, he, and I get it, pure food is very um, delicious, if you ever have, like, good pure food at a beach. But, like, it makes him go feral, honestly. Like, he <laughs> he goes to that... Every time he goes to the pier and eats lunch, he turns into a fucking idiot every time. <laughs> like, he leaves them. <laughs> this movie, like, his character... Like, he... These kids aren't, like, setting up an elaborate plot here. Like, it's not, like... He's doing like this grand investigation. He has the easiest job. Even when he fucking goes to the school, he doesn't even pick the right fucking kid up from the computer. He goes up to another random scrawny white kid, and he's like so confused. And by the time he realizes what happened, Logan Lerman's already like running down the road. Also, um, can I just say, Logan Lerman's dad is like he was like a detective for the FBI or something. That's only revealed like a half hour into the movie. And it yeah, has nothing um, on the plot. Like it has, like it adds absolutely nothing to the plot. 
Um, I think this was very subtle filmmaking. And I think if you go back and rewatch it, like you watch Kubrick movies over again, um, you'll find little clues. Guess um, what, I Adam? Think, I don't watch what? Kubrick movies over again because I don't watch Kubrick movies. I watch Hoot. <laughs> we watch uh, Will Schreiner films. Will <laughs> Schreiner joints. Uh, His one feature-length movie and Frasier. <laughs> That's what Why we is be this the most chaotic episode? I'm not even going to apologize. This is the funniest episode we've ever done. No, this is the this is our best episode yet. Like I love every episode we've done, but this is like our best work. Um, we say now, as everyone else has already turned it off. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, okay, so where were I? Forgot what happened. So should we just go from that point? Like they um, we've learned at this point that baby owls are living underneath where the pancake house is going to be built. And yeah. Logan Lerman has an epiphany. He's like, yo, this this can't happen. Like, they're cute, they're adorable, and they're innocent, and we just, we can't kill them for the yeah. sake of pancakes. Uh, for the sake of capitalism, we can't do it. So, you know what's insane with this movie? Not to jump ahead. Um, so, like, nothing really happens, like, in regards to the owls until the last, like, 20 minutes. Yeah. Like, literally, the whole movie is just, like, a gang of kids running around Florida, like, causing mischief. And then, like, no, like, actual, like, animal advocacy happens until the last <laughs> 20 minutes of the movie. But can I say, isn't that, like, also a trend in mid-2000s movies based on animals? Like, remember Kangaroo Jack? There was no kangaroos in that movie until, like, the end. Oh, we are going to talk about Kangaroo Jack in the future, buddy. <laughs> oh, I've already we are, received just... a voicemail about it. Oh, you yeah. <laughs> Was it Sean? Uh, it um, was a friend. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm just saying, like, you know, that trend, like, movie, like, Eight Below, that Disney movie, like, mm-hmm. there's only, like, there's not, like, a lot of, it's not focused on dogs, but when there are dogs, it's, like, the best point of the movie. Kangaroo Jack, it's, I'm not gonna say that's the best part of the movie, because I think Christopher Walken is, but, like, it's very lightly sold on animals. And then when you get to the theater, the kids are bored out of their mind because it's barely about the animals. Um, that's like a statement. The kids care about animals. owls in the dirt, though. I did, and that's why I went to go see it. Like, when I was, what, nine years old? Um, I was, I wanted to see a whole movie about owls, and I did not know there were any humans in it. Um, but, you know, I thought the owls were, like, join forces with them. I think that was my, like, imagination with them. I thought they would, like, talk. And be like, yo, can you help us? And yeah, that's what my imagination went to. But anyways, getting back on topic. Um, we Were we ever on a topic? No, not a, we never are. This is, we're very bi, if you guys can tell. Just sporadic and chaotic and just all over the place. Um, so yeah, this, after Logan Lerman realizes that like capitalism bad, animals good, um, they do everything in their power to uh stop this and he even recruits i forgot the kid's name the kid from the beginning he had of the movie. He has uh, a generic kid. friend he has this like random best friend with like spiky hair and like goggles that like kind of looks like he belongs in max keeble's big move like he looks like a very exaggerated like child from the 2000s and he just kind of like gives like witty banter and he kind of reminds me of friend of the pod sean like i feel like that's like <laughs> like as a baby like he just kind of like hey man you don't want to have to like you don't want to deal with these kids like just lay low and like have fun it's already your first day you already have a death wish what are you doing new kid 
Hey, <laughs> he just has like Max Hubel hair and like goggles and like jorts. Hey, word of advice: don't try to get killed on your first day of school. <laughs> I don't think you have a name. <laughs> I don't think he did either. I'm like trying to look for it right now, but I like either he doesn't have a name or like I don't reckon like recognize his name. Um, so yeah, Mullafingers is already like sixth build, so I'm not gonna find this kid. Uh, so yeah, but they recruit this goggle kid to like lie to the reporters and like all he does is eat hot chip and lie literally. <laughs> <laughs> that kid's gay, right? He's not bi. He's like he said. Everybody in this movie is on the Kinsey scale somewhere. <laughs> the only straight person in this movie are his parents and <laughs> not even Clark Gregg. No. Uh, Clark Gregg. Oh, his, Clark Gregg's the only straight. Well, Tim Blake Nelson. Yeah, he's no. straight. Tim Blake Nelson. Okay. I mean, is he gay? Off topic. I have an uncle that looks like Tim Blake Nelson, and every time my uncle talks, I don't understand why he doesn't sound like him. <laughs> <laughs> um, can we do a remake of Hoot, and we can get your uncle to do it? <laughs> I don't think he'll know what that means. <laughs> we can show him. It'll be fine. Um, anyway. So... <laughs> So, um, but no, let's talk about that. Like, what is, is Tim Blake Nelson gay in this movie? Is he bi? What's the deal? Like, because he gives straight vibes to me. Oh, yeah. Wait, no, he's like in love with like the um, woman who plays Aunt Paula, who like is like a young supermodel that's like easily duped by like corporate executives. And I kind of feel really bad for her. Um, um but Same. according to Logan Lerman in the end, like, they live happily ever after, and they just have, like, greyhounds, and they just, like, walk the streets of Florida. They walk their dogs. And she's, like, taller than him, and yeah. he's, like, short like, king. Honestly cute. Like, short king. It's, yeah, okay. so... <laughs> yeah, so he, he's straight, and Clark Wright's straight. Um, the parents <laughs> are by... the plot of the movie. <laughs> Isn't this the plot? I It's a... <laughs> Um, I should have never opened this up with my very serious criticism of Logan Lerman's acting style <laughs> and the thought that he chooses to take. Wait, so Logan Lerman, he's definitely a bottom, right? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, like, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, is he a twink? Okay. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> That's enough. Uh, so we get to the ending where Luke Wilson finally, like, makes himself useful. Uh, at the very end of the movie, uh, Clark Gregg is there with a giant, like, bulldozer, um, giving a very typical corporate bad guy speech. Um, but of course, the kids have to raid the stage and do a big, um, motivational, environmental, like, you know, thing, and talk to the people about, like, how important wildlife is, and, like, you know, it's cool to like pancakes, but it shouldn't be, like, valued over the lives of little baby owls, you know? Um, and I like, I kind of like this moment, as cheesy as it is, uh, when he's like, can we just be quiet for one minute? All we do is talk and scream. No wonder they never come out of their holes. And they all, like, stand, or sit, together in solidarity quietly and turn off the motor and little baby owls pop their heads out. And I 
I mean, I guess you don't feel the same way since you find them terrifying, but it's the cutest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. Like The baby ones were cute. I just don't like the way Owl's eyes look. I, I love them. They're like, they, they just look like they know something, and I like love it. Yeah, that's terrifying. Right? I don't want them to know me. I don't want to be known. Um, I just I love this sequence because it's it's just so cute. Like the way they like pop out of the holes and they're like, and then everyone's like, aw. And then I'm not sure I understand. I, I'm he's definitely a dick, but like, why did Clark Gregg get arrested again? Because um, he hid the fact that there were environmental protections on the owls. Like he like this all happened in the last like 15 minutes of the movie. Like they, because the whole movie, I'm like, where's the environmental protection agency? Like literally these kids do not have to be carrying the weight of the environment of Florida on their backs. Um, But it was revealed in the last like 15, 20 minutes of the movie that to get the permits to build the pancake house, there was like a page torn out of the like environmental protection book or whatever, saying that these specific owls on the site were protected um right okay so like so clark greg tried to cover that so he can build it at the specific site right okay and i like how mother paula the actress like gets him arrested and she's like giving like orders to the cops um yeah like that's like feminism (laughs) yeah that's uh working alongside cops (laughs) just she's bi right Stop. Major bi- no. <laughs> I'm, sorry. Stop. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, it's like, so yeah, that's, that's, it's, it's a great uh, ending. Like, it's, it's very heroic. Oh, and also, like, Luke Wilson and Logan Lerman, like, shake hands. They come to an understanding. Um, yeah, so, yeah, literally, Luke, like, so this movie's kind of pro cop, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I mean, yes, definitely. But, like, we stand one cop, and his name is uh, Officer, whatever his name is. Luke uh, Wilson. We we stand Officer Luke Wilson. Uh, no cops at Pride, only uh, Luke Wilson. Uh, so yeah, we <laughs> only Luke Wilson <laughs> crashing his car into telephone pole. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, it ends with kind of Luke Wilson gets like a promotion at work, and he still crashes shit. Yeah, like, he gets a new car. He gets, like, an unmarked, like, fancy detective car. And then after two days, he just backs it into a bike rack. <laughs> Can I say, that was me in high school when I got my first car, and I crashed it, like, two days later. Of course you um, did. Yeah. Um, I and... just don't drive listeners of the podcast. I just don't. <laughs> um, and uh, Logan Lerman... I like that um, Logan Lerman and... I don't even, yeah, Roy, I guess, and Mullet Fingers, they have a pretty good relationship. Um, they go off into the sunset at the end. Yeah, literally, um, like, tenderness. Like, somebody should make an edit of this with, like, Call Me By Your Name. <laughs> like, uh, where's Vision. the Sufjan Stevens edits of who? Um, Vision if anyone wants to make one, we will retweet it as a reward. <laughs> um, and... Uh, oh yeah, and like the bully goes to military school. Yeah, uh, and it ends oh, with like then... a, a nice like recap of being like, and where are they now? With like Logan Lerman like doing like a voiceover, and he goes to every yeah. single one of Beatrice the Bear's soccer games, which is cute. Like I said, that's solidarity. Yeah, I love that. Um, I like oh, that they Clark... never force the relationship between them like they usually would in like kids movies. 
Yeah, like I I dug that. That was it it's was extremely really platonic. Yeah, I, I dig that. It's it's very very cute. And Clark Gregg has a uh, community service as most villains do he in mid two thousands family movies. Yeah, I like the the, the recurring gag of people getting hit in the head with things in this movie. Yeah, because um, that's, that's just, just the how things were in the two thousands. Like things just fall from the sky, hit you in the head, you get knocked out. Um, we stand Chicken Little. Uh, (laughs) coming soon (laughs) Uh, so yeah that's that's just a little sneak peek guys (laughs) so that's Hoot Um, right what's your immediate uh, no what's my immediate reaction to this movie is I'm gonna get side bangs (laughs) (laughs) realizing Aaron this movie is amazing and I said like I've been promoting it on the Twitter account and saying like I'm gonna learn how to do her like hairstyle that's like the three braids with the side bangs i couldn't figure that out i'm sorry guys i was gonna wear it while we were recording tonight even though like you guys can't really see me um but i just could not figure it out like her hair is like too like my hair does not cooperate like hers yeah i it's it's very uh it's very mid-2000s hair uh like the same way you're talking about like jojo in the rb episode Um, yeah it's like like very like straight and like yeah. to the side and like a little bit like spiky. Um, yes. Yeah. It's like not quite like Lizzie McGuire hair. Like Lizzie McGuire hair is like a lot of like accessories, clips. Like I feel like the teen girl hair in like 2000s movies is like you take a straightener and you just go at it and you like shape your hair into a weird shape and it's kind of like choppy and like it's not quite seen girl hair, but like. It's almost there. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I agree. That, that's just a product of the mid-2000s. Um, yeah, this movie, it, it's chaotic. It, it's a chaotic mess, much like me. Um, I That's why you love, love it. it. Yeah, I, I, I kind of love this movie. Like, it's, it's a big part of my childhood. Um, I have fun with it every time I watch it. And I had to question what I was doing with my life watching it. Um, like noon on a Monday um, as a 21 year old but you know that's fine it's it's all good um, I'm glad I did it because I feel a little bit I feel like a better person having seen Hoot again I feel like more environmentally conscious uh, personally so yeah uh, that's that's Hoot yeah I mean <laughs> I can't really like like I said in the beginning like like, yes, I really, really enjoyed, like, rewatching it. And not even in, like, a meme like, ironic way. I was just like, wow, this is, like, really easy to watch. And, like, it's just, like, a good kids movie. Like, I feel like kids movies can be so, like, I guess, like, condescending. Or, mm-hmm. um, like you said, like, it's, like, just a really subtle, like, sense of humor. Like, yeah, like, we're memeing about, like, Luke Wilson's just, like, an idiot. But, like... It's not, like, poop jokes. Like, it's not, like, fart jokes. Like, it's literally, like, cops are dumb. <laughs> kind of my favorite brain of humor in the 2000s <laughs> movie. It's just, like, not even, like, cops specifically, but, like, just um, adults in general being fucking idiots. Um, yeah. While the kids are doing all the work. Um, I love yeah. that. But, like, um, it's not even, like, all the adults. Like, a lot of the adults are, like, very understanding. And, like, they treat the kids, like, with a lot of, like, maturity and respect. Like... Jimmy Buffett, like, Jimmy Buffett, he immediately, like, believes Roy and is, like, 
yeah, like, we need to protect them, like, the owls. And even, like, Roy's parents, when he's, like, getting into trouble and he's, like, lying to cops and stuff, like, they're, like, what's wrong? Like, there's something wrong with you? Like, you were never like this. And, like, they, like, fully, like, listen to him and, like, understand and stuff like that. And, like, yeah, like, we never see them, but, like, Mullet Fingers and Beatrice's, like, parents, like, they're apparently, like, really, like, shitty. Um, But, like, it's not in, like, a... I don't know, like, I kind of like that we never see them. Yeah, and also, Jimmy Buffett, Buffett he's complicit in this investigation. Uh, yeah, in he helping. fully, he protects a wanted criminal, the kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, this movie's amazing. Um, and I just, I, I love this movie. Like, I, I could watch it, like, I do, I watch it almost once a year. Um, I went to the NZ on screening of it last year. Uh, and it was a great experience, and I love seeing the owls every time I go, and it's just, it has a place in my heart. It's, like, one of those movies that I, I've met several people that don't know what this movie is, and it'll always shock me, because it's such a big part of my childhood, but, like, other people just never heard of it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that's gonna be a consistent theme on this pod, but, uh, this is one of the first for me where just, it's, it's an, it really is kind of an obscure family movie. Because I was taken back by how many friends had texted about it because I was telling about this pod and they were just like, what's hoot? Um, it's, but it's, it's great. And if you haven't, if you for some reason listened to this entire pod about hoot and you haven't seen it, please check it out. I was like um, trying to figure out um, like, why is this movie rated PG? Like it's literally the most pure movie ever. It was rated PG right. for mild bullying, which makes sense because like they show like blood and stuff. Oh, yeah, they do. And, like, honestly, like, his, like, um, what do you call it? All those scenes where he gets a kid in the head with a golf ball, maybe a bit much for the G-rated uh, crowd. Scary. A little scary. I, I, oh, mean, I the was scenes of him, like, being, like, beat up and stuff, though, I, yeah. <laughs> I have one note written down that's just, Jimmy Buffett just fucking ruins Roy's day. <laughs> because Roy's terrified that he's going to get beat up by this bully on his walk to the school bus. Like, the little kid is like, word has it that Dana has it out for you. And he's going to beat you up on the, like, <laughs> the little kid. But so he's, like, scared and he doesn't want to say anything because he's the new kid at school. So he's, like, walking with Jimmy Buffett as, like, protection. And Jimmy yeah. Buffett's like, later, dude, I gotta go. And he just, like, runs away. And then immediately Roy is just snatched by the bully and, like, taken into a closet and is beaten up. Yeah, I, <laughs> I like, they, they shy away from it, though, which is nice. They don't, uh, they don't focus on it. Um, but, hey, this movie, it's not for the fan of heart. It's, it's not. It's, it's an intense movie. It's um, heavy themes. It's it's very Miles scary. Miles um, yeah, this movie it's it's terrifying actually. Uh, but you know, I I would love to have listeners tell us if they have any specific memories of Hoot. Um, I don't want to feel alone in this personally. <laughs> I want to have like some reassuring comments. Um, do we even have an email set up or anything that they can contact us with? Yeah, we, I want to hear. Uh, we have a phone number on our um instagram page and our twitter page um let me just double check that 
our phone number is, and we actually have a voicemail for this episode. That's I, I played it at the beginning of this episode. Um, so our phone number, if you ever want to call us about any movie, is 631-319-0112. And yeah. we have an email um, that I will post in the description of this episode because I don't have it offhand. <laughs> um i'm just just, chaos i'm just chaos over here (laughs) very appropriate for hoot um (laughs) i um i just want to hear everyone's hoot memories because i I know you guys have them i know i'm not alone in this you could also tweet them to us and we'll retweet them yes we uh, yeah please i would love to like our twitter and instagram are linked in the description of this episode (laughs) um so yeah, yeah i this is this has been hoot uh, it's been a hoot. This, but the ending of this movie, can I just say, I have a little note about the ending of this movie. Um, so Logan Lerman, like, recaps, not, like, recaps, but he, like, does, like, a voiceover being, like, um, oh, so, like, here's where everyone ended up and stuff. And he's, like, and me and Mullet Fingers, like, we still hang out. And they're, like, walking on a beach at sunset. It kind of ends on, like, a really depressing ending because he's, like, we keep Florida in check. And they, like, walk past a sign that's, like, condos coming soon like in like the dunes oh. of the beach and malt yeah. fingers just like shakes his head and that's kind of like a depressing like because they went through all this work to save the owls but it's like you can't stop capitalism like florida's gonna be bulldozed like their little town is no more like there's only so much they can do they can't like stop like like it's really depressing to think about because i feel like as a kid it's like you see that and you're like super like hopeful and you're like yeah they could stop them like they just stopped like mother paula's pancake aunt paula's pancake out is it mother paula mother paula mother paula's yeah um but like they can't take on like a giant like real estate developer like there's only so much they they? could do like florida's gonna get destroyed like they're literally just children unless they go into like environmental law um i i think they do i think that's i think kelly reichardt should make the sequel to this (laughs) I think night. I, I've never seen night moves, but I like to imagine it is uh, just hoot. But like, I, are they going to be like eco terrorists? Yeah. Like, um, oh my god, they're eco terrorists. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a movie. It's a movie about, about oh, okay. eco terrorism. <laughs> um. Wait. Let me. I was. Yeah. I was trying to remember the new Godzilla movie, which is terrible. Genuinely, Hoot's genuinely a better movie than the new Godzilla. Um. Vera Farmiga in that movie is an eco terrorist. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would like to imagine that Beatrice in this, yeah, uh, yeah, that's who she grew up into. <laughs> Wait, who is Beatrice the bear? Wait, okay, so hypothetically speaking, if the beach bum is a sequel to Hoot, um, right? Who is Roy? Um, Jonah Hill, yeah, I was about to say Jonah, <laughs> Jonah. His, his literary <laughs> publicist. His mon- he finally like he learns to like let his a Montana accent fly. Oh my god! Like, literally a Creole accent, but go off. Oh my god! The FBI is here. I gotta. I, gotta... <laughs> I actually got scared for a second. Stop. <laughs> Who is Beatrice the Bear in the? Isla Fisher. Oh, she unfortunately no. meets her demise. No. What? Then she's married to her brother. <laughs> Oh, should I? Well, half brother, or I mean step brother. Um, step. I mean we we all we all love uh, Clueless. It's fine. Uh, 
I don't think she's Isla Fisher. Isla Fisher's too like feminine. Like then, <laughs> Isla, Isla Fisher's high fem in that movie. <laughs> Am I forgetting any other female in the beach bum that's like not just a sex object? Like, let's be honest here. Beatrice the Bear probably just like left Florida because she's the, she's the one that like has like big soccer dreams. <laughs> like she probably moved like across the country and just doesn't talk to either of them anymore because she's like you guys are eco terrorists. Well, I need to get into a good college. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> or she could just be. Um, damn, I was trying to look at IMDb and there's just no other women in this movie. Um, <laughs> Shout out to Harmony Corinne. <laughs> uh, Feminist and ally. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Where does Spring Breakers fit into the Hoot? <laughs> Can you imagine Hoot, but like the teacher is alien from Spring Breakers instead of Jimmy Buffett? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have like one more um, note that I know that I wanted to say, but I I can't. I dropped my paper. <laughs> I don't remember. You can't because you can't remember or you can't because it's so um it's so wild. It something about it. Brie Larson. Um Are you just not gonna say it or Oh no, I think it was about her hair. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I thought it was like really bad. I'm like, what did you possibly say that you just can't say on air? No. Um no. Um this I, I like I said before. I want to hear everyone's thoughts on Hoot. I want to hear. I don't want this. Uh, I don't want Hoot to end with this episode. I, I want it to come into us forever. I want people to be messaging me about Hoot until the day I die. Yeah, I like I'll still be po- like I usually I stop posting like memes of the movie like after we post the episode. Like I feel like this is going to be something that we're going to continue into like me promoting the next episode because I feel like this is one movie like. Yeah, we've, like, talked about, like, meme movies before, but this is one where I'm genuinely curious, like, what other people think about this. Um, yeah. You know? Yeah, and I, and maybe we can, I, I like how I'm talking to you about this on the pod, but, like, maybe we can try to get people to watch it if they haven't already before this into the pod. Because yeah. this, um, there's a number, number of people I'm going to tell before we upload this pod to watch the movie, then mm-hmm. listen to the pod. Because I want them to actually watch the movie first. Because I, I want to get their... Like, so I want to see what someone thinks about this movie that didn't grow up with it like I did. Like, yeah. what does, like, a random, like, 2019, 20-year-old uh, think about this movie? Like, I, I want to yeah. know. Um, apologies um, to our listeners, though. Like, this is the first uh, episode that we're doing that the movie isn't on Netflix. Like, it just happens to be. Um, so, if you want to go to your local blockbuster, that's where I got my DVD. Um, but yeah, uh, anyway, I just, I think that, oh shit, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I do want to hear people's (laughs) opinions. Oh yeah. So like, I, I know that like some of our listeners that I've gotten feedback from, um, I'm always curious, like whether they just like go in blind to the episode or if they like watch the movie when we're promoting the episode like because we always like do our promotion before the episode or if um they like I know that some people like they'll like wait until the episode's out and then they'll like watch the movie and like then listen like a few days later so like I'm really curious as to like what works for like the listeners 
Um, yeah, I, I would love to hear that. So, like, maybe we'll just, like, continue the conversation after we post the episode. I'm just, like, talking to you about, like, PR. Yeah, like, I know. I was about to say that. <laughs> but I'm just, like, curious because, like, everyone that listens is just, like, friends with us anyway. So, like, if anyone has any feedback, let us know. <laughs> yeah, please. Like, um, I, I would love to get feedback on this. Um, the day that we get one listener that is, has no connection to either of us is the day that I think we succeeded. But until then, we're going to talk to you guys like friends because that's what we yeah. are. We're just pals I literally, talking about hoot. I, for two seconds, I almost forgot that we were recording, and I almost was just like, oh my god, over, like, a notification that I just got on my phone, that I'm about <laughs> publicly, because this is a public forum, it's not just me FaceTiming you, Adam. <laughs> it feels like that way sometimes, yeah. but it's... <laughs> there are people listening, I'm not gonna spill tea. <laughs> anyway. Spill the tea, sis. Um, <laughs> so, on that note, um... It was great uh, talking about this, honestly. This yeah, feels oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. a really productive episode, and I hope that it doesn't just feel that way because we're both so chaotic right now. No, I think this was a truly special episode, and I hope you listeners uh, feel the same way about it. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, next week's episode, I feel like, is not going to be as, like, meme because it actually is something, like, super sincere that I'll probably cry over multiple times. Do you I mean, agree? it's no hoot. It's no hoot. It's, it's no it's pretty... hoot. It's pretty good, yeah. Uh, but, I don't think yeah. I don't. I, I'm gonna find trouble making memes of it. I think. Yeah. I'm so excited to do it though. I love. I how don't always, like s- next. I'm always. I'm always like next week's episode, but we're really bi-weekly right now. Um, I don't want to spoil it for the listeners, but I do have some ideas for the quote-unquote memes. All right, can send you send them over because I'm gonna have trouble because this movie just makes me cry. It doesn't make me want to meme. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I like I said, I'll send it to you right after the episode's over because I have some ideas. All right, cool. Anyway, and I'm I'm glad you guys listened to that, listener. Yeah, you, you were there for the behind the scenes drama. You guys are really <laughs> just in on all of it. All right, let's go. <laughs> all right, Adam, um, where can we find you? Um, you can find me at your local um environmental place uh saving the help you can find adam in florida (laughs) you will not find me on mother paula's um no but you can uh find me in coconut grove and at adam j sidorius on twitter at adam sidorius on mutterbox and instagram um yeah you could find me on twitter at k-y-r-k-a-u or at k-y-r-a-k-a-u-f-e-r on instagram and you could follow us both at the zillennial canon on uh, twitter instagram they're linked in the bio i mean description link in bio all right thanks guys fun fun episode thanks guys yeah it's been a hoot shut (laughs) up oh my god (laughs) 